Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, we're talking about it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by Birch Sheet Metal. Tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. Riding solo again tonight on this edition of the show because Kyle Tucker is out at Summer League. And instead of recording with me this afternoon, he decided to take a nap. But we will hear his voice on this podcast because he got a chance to talk to a coach of one of the Kentucky players that was taken in the draft that is turning some heads in Summer League. Plus, at the end of this edition, we'll share some social media posts um, about Jared Lorenzen and the impact he had on two football players who had a big impact in this state um, for football. Um, But let's start out with the big news around the sports world. This happened since we've been able to talk last. Kawhi Leonard has shaken up the NBA. I mean, he kind of turned it on its axis. And as you would imagine, with anything that happens in the NBA, this will impact a ton of guys uh, that used to play at Kentucky. Most directly, it had an impact on Shea Gilgis-Alexander. The reason that Kawhi Leonard chose to go to the L.A. Clippers was in part because they were able to trade for Paul George, who was with the Oklahoma City Thunder. In that trade from the Clippers was Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who, of course, made all-rookie team last season, had been turning a lot of heads in the NBA circles, um, including um, noted NBA voice uh, Zach Lowe, and I was reading his column today, and of Gilgis-Alexander, he said, He's a stud. I bet on him making multiple all-star games. Now listen, there is no way around the fact that if you're Shea Gilgis Alexander, you would prefer to be with the LA Clippers right now, playing with two, I think two Hall of Famers in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, both in their late 20s, which is right in the middle of their primes. Kawhi Leonard just won an NBA championship with to the Toronto Raptors, uh, and Paul George... Uh, I, I, he was top five in MVP voting two, voting. two guys that had phenomenal seasons last year. Two guys that are unbelievably good. But that's not how it's going to be. That's not how it worked out. <laughs> Gilgis Alexander got traded. So, you know, he's got to m- make the best of his next situation. Now, the bright side of this for him is that he's going to the Thunder. And the Thunder have a great reputation for developing guys. I mean, look at what they've done. And I'm not going to get into an argument with uh, Jay Billis on who develops what, <laughs> but I'll just say this: if you look at their draft, they've had they they did they had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. All three of those guys eventually won MVPs. So, and no, those guys weren't you know number one all number one picks from the standpoint of like number one overall. They're all first rounders, of course. But there's obviously something that. Uh, the Thunder are doing right in their developmental process. And so that's something that's really interesting to see. Can he take the next step? Could Shea Gilgis-Alexander potentially become, you know, this all-star that some people say that he can be? And when you're flipping it forward, and we'll get into this in a little bit, is he going to be playing beside Russell Westbrook? 
uh, uh, behind Russell Westbrook, or will he be playing with Russell Westbrook at all? And Russell Westbrook's kind of a tongue twister. Um, so <laughs> congratulations to me for saying it um, three times. But so the domino effect uh, that Kawhi Leonard had on the rest of the NBA is now the Lakers and many other teams were able to move on other free agent signings because the Lakers were holding out money to get um, Kawhi Leonard, now that he's gone, they got to fill those roster spots with other guys, and they decided to fill, spend some of that money on two former Kentucky play, players, Rajon Rondo and Demarcus Cousins. Rajon Rondo, of course, was with the Lakers last season. Um, he's a guy. He's a veteran. He's been in the league a long time. Kind of, you know, his personality is prickly. Um, if you believe everything that's kind of around him, even going back to his days at Kentucky. But I'm sure he wants to win at this point in his career. Even though he has a championship already in his past, I'm sure he would love to kind of cap in, cap his career, you know, winning one early and winning one late. And then the other guy they signed with Kentucky ties is DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins has just, he's had such bad luck, it seems like. You know, he, he gets, he's with the Kings and he's eligible, I believe, for a monster contract extension. They don't do it. Instead, they trade him to the Pelicans. He's having some pretty good um, numbers and having some success with Anthony Davis down in New Orleans. And then, as everybody knows, he tears his Achilles. And so he has to sign a one-year deal with the Golden State Warriors. Many people, um, well, not many people, almost everybody just assumed that the Warriors would win another championship uh, last season. Um, but injury, the injury bug caught up with them, and they thought, you know, that Demarcus Cousins would be kind of an insurance policy to a certain extent if one of their stars got hurt. Well, it, it almost worked out that way. I mean, looking back at the finals, and this is simplifying it a bit, but I think it's pretty true. He was a key factor in one of the Warriors' wins, and so he was he was that insurance policy against the Kevin Durant injury. Now, what ended up happening was Clay Thompson tears his ACL. Kevin Durant comes back and tears his Achilles, and so they're down two superstars, and Cousins had his own injury earlier in the playoffs that he was trying to come back from, and so they just weren't able to pull it off against the Raptors. But for whatever reason, and a lot of these things, some of them to a certain extent are self-inflicted with Cousins, personality traits, and maybe some interactions with people. I don't know the full stories on those things, but a lot of people in NBA circles discuss them that he's a little bit tough to deal with. So you have that. Then you factor in that the center is something that isn't as valuable in the modern NBA. A lot of people want to go to these smaller lineups. And so once again, his value is diminished. And on top of that, he knew he had a secondary injury after he came back from the Achilles and wasn't able to show himself at full strength. I really hope, and I, I just can't imagine this was the case, that any NBA teams really knocked him for the way he played in the finals because... Yeah, he was probably a little bit uh, out of shape. He was coming back from a hamstring injury. So what he was able to do in the finals, I thought, was was pretty impressive considering all the things he were overcome. But he signs a, a contract. It's a minimal contract. It's under $4 million, I read. Now, I like, granted, nobody listening to this is probably thinking, well, yeah, poor $4 million. Everybody said, I wish I had $4 million. So, um, you know, Kyle Tucker... You know, that's chump change to him, but you know that that while it's a lot of money, comparative to what we all thought Demarcus Cousins would have made uh, in this contract year two years ago, that is just pennies on the dollar, and it sucks for him. It sucks he's not able to cash in on some prime years uh, in his career. But he is now with the Lakers. 
He's with a ton of talented players, as I mentioned. You know, he teamed up with Davis in New Orleans for a little bit. They had some success. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, that's your that's going to be the Lakers front court at times. I am really really excited to see that. Um final NBA note, um well, not final NBA note, final NBA note in this section before we uh, shift to some summer league, and this ties into summer league because, and I'll, I'll, I retweeted this from the show account. Mister Carl Anthony Towns is out at summer league. He ain't playing. He's a he's you know, obviously to the point in his career where he's a superstar and doesn't have to worry about it. Uh, but Kyle Tucker captured him talking with the NBA commissioner Adam Silver. And I just want to break down Carl's look a little bit. You know, we love to do these social media critiques and. This first part of my critique is semi-self-inflicted from Carl himself because on Instagram, he commented that his glasses look like Morpheus from The Matrix. And that's exactly what they look like. If you go to the picture, they're these little round glasses that are barely covering his eyeballs. They look kind of silly. Now, the rest of his outfit is, his quote-unquote outfit is relatively bland. It's just sweatpants, white tee. But it's the accessories where you can throw some question marks. He's got a gold chain, semi-understated, not going to even, you know, really critique that at all. But he's got this bag, and it's this orange bag. And I think if Carl Towns was a normal human, it would look like a regular bag. But since he is a giant, it kind of looks like a little purse. (laughs) And it just looks silly. And speaking of silly, he's also holding a coffee. In his hand, and as I mentioned, he is a giant human, and so this coffee looks like a little teeny tiny cup that you would get from maybe like a doll set or something. Not even a doll set necessarily. Uh, something that would be in a play kit, like a kitchen, a kitchenette that you know the little Fisher Price things that you give for your kids that has the the fake food. That's exactly what this looks like because it looks so small. It doesn't look like he would actually be able to drink from it. And overall, the look just kind of. Well, I'll just read you my tweet because this is what I said he kind of looked like. He looks like a guy who would say something like this. I really like their first album before they got big. <laughs> so go check out the picture on, on social media. It's at LockedOnUK on Twitter. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk more about that summer league action, including some comments from one of the coaches of the players uh, who is out there. But before that, I do need to tell you guys about Birch Sheet Metal. If you need metal roofing or siding for a residential or agricultural project, go direct to where it's made. That's Birch Sheet Metal. They've got classic rib panels cut to order with a 40-year warranty in 15 colors, plus galvalume and economy grade with all the trim and accessories to match. You can give them a call at 859-485-1928 or check out birchsheetmetal.com. That's B-U-R-C-H sheetmetal.com. They've also got bubble insulation, permafelt, sliding door tracks, and aluminum frame rails. Birch Sheet Metal is located in Ape, on Apex Drive in Walton, Kentucky. Give them a call, 859-485-1928, or check out birchsheetmetal.com. Don't pay lumberyard prices for metal. Go direct to where it's made. That's Birch Sheet Metal. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right, I'm going to transition into... Um, the NBA Summer League, um, based off of a, a tweet which will tie back into the first section about the overall chaos that is the NBA currently, Ira uh, Winderman, or Winderman, um, who covers the Heat, 
had a tweet that was rather interesting uh, about an hour or so ago as we're recording on Sunday evening. He said, Tyler Hero remains unsigned. Unsigned draft picks can be dealt immediately. Otherwise, a 30-day waiting period from the date of signing. So when you hear that, and as a recording, Tyler Hero is currently playing um, uh, in the NBA Summer League. I believe it's the Heat versus the Bulls. And as I'm scrolling through Twitter, the at NBA just had a nice tweet from another former Kentucky player. Michael Mulder had a double pump reverse jam. As I see that, I'll retweet it from the show account so you can check that out. Uh, but Tyler Hero is having another nice game um, for the Heat in the Summer League. And it's a situation where... He's he's been averaging over 20 points per game. And so he's really showing something and it's kind of would be interesting in theory if he's raised his trade value since the draft. Normally once you you draft a guy um it's it's something that he loses some value because you don't, you know, you draft the way normally draft picks work is the pick is more valuable before you make before you select a player because the other team would then get to pick a player they liked. You know, if, if you follow me there. So, but if Hero can show that there is a ton more, you know, uh, potential than some people thought, there's a possibility that he could be thought of more. Um, found the tweet Kyle Tucker had a. a few minutes ago on Tyler Hero, who has scored nine points in seven minutes in his latest NBA game. And a group of, according to Ty, uh, Kyle, says uh, he was in a group of NBA writers. One of them said, that kid is smooth. So he's opening eyes at Summer League. So how does this all connect back to the NBA trades? Well, one of the teams that the others that, is, that the star left with the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, is rumored to be traded to Two, that's Russell Westbrook. There's thoughts that it's possible he could be traded to the Miami Heat, and so could there be a situation where Tyler Hero is involved in that in that trade? And so that would make even more UK players on the Thunder, who currently have four former UK players. They have Nerlens Noel. Patrick Patterson, Shea Gilgis Alexander, and Hamadou Diallo. That would be crazy. Um, I actually tweeted this out, and um, somebody on Twitter, Jimmy, did a trade machine generator from ESPN.com, and I think he was. I think his goal was to attempt to get as many Kentucky players on the Thunder as possible, because he traded Russell Westbrook and Stephen Adams to the Heat, sent some Heat players to the Mavericks, and ended up having the Thunder get. A couple Heat players, uh, Courtney Lee from the Nuggets, Western Kentucky guy, um, then Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo. <laughs> so if that happened, which obviously that's just a cha- trade generator, but it's kind of fun to look at, that would be a ton of Kentucky players. And if that happens, then Thunder should just move back to Louisville, start the Kentucky Colonels Part 2, Electric Boogaloo, and sell out the place because they would have so many Kentucky former players and as that trade would have Courtney Lee, so you'd have a Western Kentucky player too. That'd be crazy. Uh, so anyway, it'd <laughs> be interesting to see uh, how that all shakes out, and that's obviously uh, something that a ton of people are keeping an eye on in the Summer League. Before I get into like some actual Summer League, not necessarily numbers, but takeaways from people, I did. there was an interesting tweet 
from probably one of your favorite people in the world, which is Rick Patino, who had a tweet this morning, and it read, I can't tell you how many times in my 40-plus years I've seen injuries from being overweight and out of shape. Basketball is a sport where you must be 100% or you risk other problems. I'm kind of curious as to who he would be calling out there. I saw a lot of replies about Zion. Now, Zion obviously sucked up a lot of the oxygen in Summer League um, during his debut. And then he ultimately got injured a certain extent, hit a, did a knee bruise, and now it sounds like he won't be playing in any Summer League games, any more Summer League games. From the timing of Patino's tweet on Sunday morning to when that was announced the day before, that kind of seems like who Patino is talking about. But, you know, it's not necessarily fair to interpret it that way. But I just read that tweet and thought it was rather interesting. And if you ever hear any former players talk about Patino's workout regimen that he would put him through, yeah, it's pretty clear that Patino thinks that way. And that transitioned us nicely into some a quick Zion Williamson talk, and I'll let this dovetail into uh, more UK player in Summer League action, including Kevin Knox. But he, he got a lot of attention, and some people took offense, not necessarily offense to it, but once again was of the narrative of, man, Zion gets talked about all the time. And, uh, you know, he his highlight, I think what probably rubbed UK fans the wrong way to a certain extent is the highlight that got shown a ton was when he made a really nice play against Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox grabbed a rebound. Zion ripped it away from him so forcefully that Knox fell to the ground. And then Zion went up and dunked it. Um, I mean, it was a really impressive play to watch. But on the flip side of that, if you watched the full game or just kind of paid attention to social media like I did and saw the highlights, Kevin Knox had a nice game against Zion. He blocked one of his shots when they were going one-on-one against each other. Zion tried to drive, and Knox just blocked him straight up. And another time he was defending him, kind of forced a tough shot, then went down on the other end and nailed a three. And I don't know what the final... A number from that game were and actually I think that game was kind of stopped because of the earthquake that happened out there and so I, I don't even know if they kept official stats in it but uh, Knox showed showed himself well but Zion got all the attention because he's Zion he's the number one pick he's a talk of everybody um, and I made this analogy before but you know it's it's Tim Tebow-esque in the sense that you know Zion isn't really asking for all this attention I'm sure from a marketing standpoint, he's going to get an awesome shoe contract in part because of it, but maybe not get mad at him and, t- and take it out on him. <laughs> uh, some people kind of are being anti-Zion, and really it's just the coverage around him because a lot of people are interested in him. I mean, he's a human highlight machine, and that makes it easier, easier, easy for sports networks, social media, all those things to kind of follow him. So don't take, don't take it too much out on Zion, but... Um, Kevin Knox played really well from what I saw. Uh, Also in that game, uh, it was kind of funny to watch NBA Twitter discover that R.J. Barrett does not like to pass. That's something that college basketball Twitter was well aware of. You know, science is doing all this research on black holes, and in all actuality, they could just go interview R.J. Barrett. Injury notes from Vegas. I have two big ones. First one... 
P.J. Washington will not play because of his foot issues. Anybody out there still questioning his toughness and why he had to miss two games in the NCAA tournament, it's pretty clear that that injury was serious. It's serious enough for the Hornets to hold him out of summer league in in a time when a lot of most instances you want these guys to get as much experience as possible. Uh, So that performance that P.J. had in the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 was a little bit even more impressive in my eyes, him able to do that. Other injury news is uh, keep in mind as you're reading Kyle Tucker and watch following along on his uh, Twitter. He is doing this not at 100%. He had a foot injury before he went to Vegas and is doing all his work in a boot. Well, not like a true boot. He sent me a picture of it. It's like this weird shoe that he's wearing. So he has a foot foot problem and... We'll keep you updated on his health status and when he'll be able to get back to 100% and get back on this podcast because I know that's what you guys really, really are interested in. Um, all right, let's wrap this segment. i tell you what, actually, let's take this quick break because coming up next, um, we haven't talked about Keldon Johnson, and Kyle Tucker sent along some audio on him uh, that I'll share right after this. Uh, I tell you guys about Twillery. Go to twillery.com slash locked on. That's T W I L L O R Y dot com slash locked on L O C K E D O N and use the promo code locked on for $25 off your order. Shorts, shirts, not shorts, shirts. That's what we're talking about today. Shirts. You are in the top half. Shouldn't wrinkle, itch, or sweat. It's 2019. Twillery makes stocking up your closet simple, affordable. And the perfect fit, guaranteed. They offer non-iron, untuckable, and performance dress shirts for as low as $55 each when you bundle four or more. With free shipping and returns. Yes, free shipping and returns. Try on some twills, risk-free. After all, feeling is believing. Go to twillery.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for $25 off your order. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so Keldon Johnson struggled his first game, had a good second game, and then in his third game he had another good game um, that just finished up today, I believe. He had 19 points, four rebounds, an assist, and a block in 27 minutes. And Kyle got a chance to catch up with Spurs' assistant, and I believe uh, the head coach of the Summer League team, Becky Hammond, and she was talking about Keldon. Anything you've seen out of Keldon Johnson you didn't know coming into this? Um, I mean, we knew he was a nice player, um, but I think his competitiveness and his nature, kind of seeing that up close, because you, you can watch him film and you can do some stuff, but for us who don't necessarily watch these guys for 12 or 15 games throughout the year, um, it's been nice to see his competitiveness, and um, he, he's a guy that I think he could be the steal in the draft. I mean, I, I don't know. He's a guy that we like. He has a lot of potential. Does a lot of different things. But defensively, I think he has a lot of upside. Where does that come out? Where have you like actually? Where have you seen that competitiveness sort of emerge? In any drill that we do, he <laughs> wants to win. <laughs> it could be as much as I don't care if they're walking the street. He wants to win walking across the street, and I think it's contagious. He brings us so much energy. He brings us a little edge, which I like. You saw out there today. I uh, got a little chippy there at times, but I like that stuff. Uh, you know, play on and let your, your plane do the talking, but he gets, he gets up into people. He's not scared. Um, we gave him an adjustment at halftime, and he went out and executed it on the defensive end. So it's always nice to be able to make those tweaks defensively. Great stuff from Coach Hammond. Um, you know, as we were, as I was talking about with Shea Gillis-Alexander in a fit 
of an organization. The Spurs obviously also know how to do it right. So I would expect big things from Keldon. It'll be interesting to see his development. So we'll wrap this edition of the show talking a little bit about Jared Lorenzen. We hadn't got to talk about him on the podcast yet. Uh, Obviously, Jared was a big-time superstar in UK athletics, and he had you know, countless highlights on the field, but I did want to focus kind of here his off the field impact. Personally, you know, I met Jared a couple times, obviously nothing super in depth in any sense, but he was very nice. And you just see the comments from people who know, knew him personally on social media, uh, including my friend, Ryan Lemon, who, you know, my heart breaks for him. And of course my heart breaks for Uh, Jared's family, especially his kids. But, you know, Jared was a guy from Northern Kentucky, and I'm a guy from Northern Kentucky. And so when I saw him succeed at UK, it was just awesome to see. I bought two football jerseys in my life. One was (laughs) like a discount Goodwill, or maybe I bought it at Value City. I don't know. It was like a half off one. It was a Vikings jersey. And honestly, I don't even remember if it was, I think it was either Randy Moss or Chris Carter, but basically I bought it for $5. The only jersey that I really bought, and I think it was actually, I didn't buy it, It was I asked for it as a Christmas present, was the number 22 football jersey, Jared Lorenzen's jersey. Uh, it meant a lot to me, uh, kind of seeing a guy from Northern Kentucky have so much success at UK. I ultimately came to UK, and um, I tweeted out earlier today, and I'll retweet it from the show account at Locked on UK. I wore it to basically every UK football tailgate I attended in, in college. It, he was everybody's favorite player from Northern Kentucky, and he was just unbelievably uh, fun to watch. So uh, a couple of tweets that kind of show how um, impressive he was off the field from two guys that he impacted. Uh, one was Kyle Bolin, who was the quarterback at Louisville and then ultimately grad transferred to Rutgers, who went to Lexington Catholic. Uh, He tweeted out, I remember living across the hall from Jared Lorenzen when he played at Kentucky. I was real young, but he let me hang out with him and would toss football with me in the parking lot. Inspired me more than he would ever know. That's what it's all about. RIP to a legend. So even when uh, Jared was in college, he was impacting young people. And there have been countless stories about him, you know, taking the time to be with fans and being with young people. Uh, The other guy who tweeted some very poignant stuff about Jared was one of his protégés, Patrick Tolles, who, of course, was a quarterback at UK for a while and then ultimately transferred to Boston College. Patrick tweeted out, Jared was an incredible player, coach, and man. Having him as a QB coach in high school was such a privilege. He made me such a better player and person. I will miss you, Coach Lowe. Throw some touchdowns in heaven. And then Patrick sent out another tweet uh, about a note that Jared handed to him after a high school game his sophomore year. Uh, The note said, in part, you're a hell of a QB. Please give me a call if you need any advice or help. Uh, and that kind of, I think, you know, shows how much Jared was willing to help others and how important he was uh, to the community, to the whole state, impacting, you know, two guys who ultimately went on to play Division One football at the quarterback position. So in only 38 years, far too short of years, but he had a ton of impact to on a ton of people, and he will be greatly missed. Uh, prayers and thoughts to his family, especially, as I mentioned earlier, his kids. Um, thanks so much for listening to this edition of the show. couple quick notes. 
Um, Kyle Tucker had a really nice piece on UK football, the state of the program. If you haven't read that on The Athletic yet, go check it out. We'll discuss that uh, sometime this week or maybe next week, depending on when Kyle gets back from Summer League. We'll probably do one podcast on offense, one podcast on defense. So if you're football crazy, stay on the lookout for that. It's coming down soon. Also, if you have not listened to the podcast before this one, I strongly recommend you do so. Um, I got a chance to sit down with Brad Calipari one-on-one, discussed his decision to transfer for the last two years of his collegiate career to Detroit Mercy. Quick side note, this wasn't in the podcast because it happened afterwards. Um, I got to show Brad Calipari the video of his future coach Mike Davis losing his mind at the end of the UK IU game um, in the early 2000s when that foul call didn't go IU's way and he went out there and got double teed up uh, and then ejected so that was something Um, but Brad Calipari had great insight you know kind of about the fashion some of the criticism he took all kinds of stuff Uh, you know if if you have any questions about Brad Calipari I suggest you go listen to that podcast because I think he answers a lot of them and you get to hear it in his own words so go back in the feed and listen to that and just so you never miss another edition of this show please subscribe that's the best way to help the podcast uh, show up better on all the apps that we are up on I mean we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, um, and Spotify. So any of those ways you listen, you can subscribe on those. Um, And then the most important thing you can do is please share this with somebody else, just via social media, via text, or just, you know, telling somebody you're out and about, hey, I found this awesome podcast, Locked on Kentucky. Give it a listen. Uh, Thanks again to Bird Sheet Metal. Thanks again to you for listening to this edition of the show. Uh, That'll do it, and we'll talk to you guys soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All righty, here we go. Take two.